Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Things of darkness. 
the images, the themes that's so prevalent in our society and our culture at this time of the year. The church of Jesus Christ has a responsibility to stand up and to take on the powers of Halloween. And on this broadcast, during these radio presentations in the entire month of October, we're dedicated to taking on, to crusading against the evil of Halloween. We started last night, and we're going to continue this crusade against Halloween on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. <laughs> Michael Tate with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canal, Peru. Terrorists burned down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered, yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs, worship the one true God, and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 1.27. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thought from the Voice of the Martyrs. Did you ever wonder why Jesus still had scars from the crucifixion even after his glorified body was resurrected? Maybe it's because there's something beautiful about scars when they point others to God. The Apostle Thomas said, When I see his hands and put my fingers into the nail holes, when I put my hand into the hole in his side made by that Roman spear, then... I'll believe he is risen. Eight days later, doubting Thomas saw, touched, and believed. In the same way, the scars of today's persecuted believers remind us of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. For more good news, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Suddenly, the communists stopped beating the Christian prisoner and blurted out, I have power of life and death over you. I am God. The Christian, whose name was Wreck, took that moment to speak truth to his persecutor. You don't know what a deep thing you have said. You have not been created to be a torturer or a man who kills. You have been created to become like God with the life of the Godhead in your heart. Rex's words in that Romanian prison planted a seed with the man. Days later, Rex's torturer opened his heart to Jesus and found his own place in God's family. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
seen them. I know their intentions. That's right. I have seen them, my friend. And I know of their intentions. I know who they are. On a number of occasions during action, they have abused them in attempts to intimidate them. They have hindered They have thrown this planet Earth in attempts to terrorize and to instill lasting fear. They are demons who manifest in the form of a ghost. They're demons who manifest in the form of a ghost. And during the Halloween season, we'll see, and many other ministries and churches and, and pastors and priests, those involved in the ministry of exorcism and deliverance, will come across many who are encountering in their homes the appearances of ghosts. Ghosts are common. Demons like the Halloween season for so many people. Glorify ghosts. It pleases the devil. So he feels emboldened. He feels empowered to take it always to another level, to appear more, since humans are so readily wanting to experience the supernatural, the evil supernaturalism during this time of the year. So the, so the devil obliges and, and allows his demons to appear in the forms of ghosts. In numerous counseling sessions, we have heard some truly horrifying ghost stories. Not that, not that long ago, my wife and I were involved in an exorcism that involved a young couple that indulged in the drug scene, the occult, and perverse sexual immorality. The young woman admitted to having two abortions also. Both were demonized and were in desperate need of deliverance. The young couple spoke of seeing a ghost like figure in their kitchen and feeling a, a heavy oppression <clears throat> whenever they went upstairs to the extra bedroom. Well, they gave my wife and I a tour of the home, and I too felt the heavy oppression in the upstairs bedroom. It was as if waves of demonic spirits spilled over your soul. The oppression was real. The oppression was evil. It was in your face. And this young couple also mentioned that there were times they heard footsteps voices, scratches, and other strange phenomena in their home. And, of course, I began to wonder what kind of spirit was residing there to torment this family. While talking with the young couple downstairs, I began to probe them both on spiritual issues. This brought forth a spiritual reaction, a demon manifesto. That's right, an evil spirit manifested within the young lady. There is another demon besides me in this home. That's what the demon said, speaking out of this woman. So I asked, is he the one behind the spiritual heaviness in the upstairs extra bedroom? Yes, confessed the evil spirit, speaking through the woman. Well, tell me in the name of Jesus who the spirit is. His name is Sharon. 
I wanted to know the significance of the name Sharon, so I probed a little deeper. What is the significance of the name Sharon? The prior owner of their home was named Sharon, the spirit informed me. She had committed suicide in that upstairs bedroom. And he's been there ever since, terrorizing the family. So my friends, the suicide allowed a demon spirit, the spiritual right to enter the home. This demon was the one behind the strange hauntings and the ghost-like appearances that they had been experiencing and seeing in their home. As the demon began to explain what was truly happening in the home, and the spiritual source of the bizarre activity, we began to witness some demonic activity ourselves. My wife and I heard some scratching noises. In fact, not only my wife and I, these other people in the home heard scratching noises in the hallway. The lights began to flicker on and off in the living room. The demons were attempting to hinder the exorcism. They failed. They failed as the demons were driven out of this young lady in Jesus' name. We then proceeded to deal with the next spirit. And that spirit called Sharon, that was manifesting in ghost-like forms. We commanded it to leave in the holy name of Jesus, and it did. The young couple were never tormented again by ghosts in their home. Now, throughout the world, my friends, individuals, families are being spooked. <laughs> They're being spooked out by the appearing of ghosts. In our modern day, an apparition of a dead person is also called a ghost. In the biblical Christian worldview, though, a ghost is a demon who manifests in the form or takes upon the form of such of a ghost in an attempt to instill fear to terrorize, and to cause general spiritual havoc. Now, individuals who have seen ghosts often report having seen the apparitions which usually involve strange smells, extreme cold, and in the displacement of objects. Many apparitions appear to, to be transparent. Ghosts are often clothed in period costume. Some ghosts, interestingly enough, have taken upon the form of a benevolent being. But don't be deceived, as they are not benevolent. They are evil at their very core. They are evil at their very core. Now, even in Holy Scripture, we receive several references to ghosts. Were you aware of that? The scriptures speak of ghosts. The understanding of the reality of ghosts is an ancient one. And even the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, understood the reality of ghosts. When he spoke of their existence in Luke chapter 24, when he said, when it's reported that while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Now, Jesus responded, he said this, my friends. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see 
I have. Jesus refers to the to a ghost. Jesus understood the reality of ghosts. He says a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have, that I have. So after Christ, Jesus Christ rose bodily from the grave, he appeared to a number of people, offering proof, evidence of his deity. In one instance, as recorded in Luke 24, a group of disciples thought they had seen a ghost when encountering the risen Lord Jesus. Their early disciples understood that ghosts were real, for they were thinking they saw a ghost, and so did Jesus. For he exclaimed that he wasn't a ghost at all, for ghosts do not have flesh and bones. So the early church, I mean the early disciples, and no doubt the church, understood the reality of ghosts. They spoke on the, on, on the subject of ghosts. In fact, Jesus gave us insight into the very essence of ghosts. You know, I bet you didn't know about that, that Jesus Christ gave us an ontological, theological understanding of the very essence of ghosts as he described the properties of these beings. Jesus made it clear that ghosts were incapable of appearing and being in a true human form, which includes the flesh and bones. For these entities do not possess in their essence. Now, they could appear as human. But that in their essence, they do not possess flesh and bones. Yes, ghosts may appear even in human form, but they appear without possessing flesh and bones, for they are spirit in essence. They are driven to terrorize and to haunt, but they have been conquered through the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's what you need to be aware of. They have been conquered. Now, I want to take some time to talk to you about not only ghosts, ghosts are very common. They're, they're appearing in, in a very symbolic form during this time of the year, during the Halloween time here in North America and in various other nations around the world. And I, I often, in, in our neighborhood, where I live here in Dallas, I, I enjoy taking uh, some power walks up the hills. And I, I'm beginning to notice all these various homes in the neighborhood that that have um, these ghost-like figures in front of their yards, in front of their doors, in front of their windows. It's unbelievable. Why would you ever have the symbol of a form of a ghost in front of your home, in front of your door? That's a demon, my friends. Now, if, if somebody has placed a ghost in in a symbolic form in your home, Burn it, destroy, get it out. Don't 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 allow anybody to put any kind of ghost in your home. Tear tear it down in the name of Jesus. These are demons. Ghosts are not friendly ghosts. There's no such thing as a friendly ghost. Ghosts are not benevolent. They are evil. They are hardcore evil, and they are seeking to destroy you. They're seeking to destroy you. Now, I'm going to take a commercial break here in a moment, but before I do, I want to talk a little bit about some of the meetings that we're going to be holding in the upcoming weeks that may interest you. Now, this Sunday, October the 9th, 2011, Public Deliverance Mission in Chicago. I'll be at the Embassy Suite Chicago downtown. 
511 North Columbus Drive, Chicago, Illinois. We're going to meet in the lobby at 645. The meeting begins at 7. This is a public deliverance mission in Chicago, Illinois. Embassy Suite, Chicago, 511 North Columbus Drive, Chicago, Illinois. Meeting begins at 7. We will meet in the lobby at 645. Now, I would love to meet with you. If you live anywhere near Chicago, I would hope and pray that you can make the arrangements to get there. We would uh, absolutely love to meet with you in the great city of Chicago, Illinois. That's October the 9th. Now, October the 16th, we're holding a public deliverance mission, the Church of the Cross in the Dallas area. Actually, it's about 90 miles or so south of Dallas in Bellmead, Waco area of Texas here at the Radisson Hotel, 810 I-35 North, exit 338. Meeting will begin on October the 16th at 4 p.m. Meeting begins at 4 p.m. And I'm hoping and praying that you can attend that meeting. We would love to meet with you. October the 22nd, we're holding a public deliverance mission in New York City, New York, at the Hilton Garden Inn, West 35th Street, 63 West 35th Street, New York City, New York. Meeting begins at 7 p.m. We'll meet in the lobby at 6.45. October 23rd, public deliverance mission in in the Los Angeles area, Long Beach, California, the residence in Long Beach, downtown, 600 Queensway Drive, Long Beach, California. Meeting begins at 7 p.m. We'll meet in the lobby at 6.45. And then we have a special, and then another Church of the Cross meeting, public deliverance mission, November the 6th, Church of the Cross in the Dallas area, Belmine, Texas, Radisson Hotel, 810 I-35 North, exit 338 in Waco. Meeting begins at 4 p.m., child care not provided, and the meeting begins again at 4 p.m., November the 6th. Now, November 18th through the 20th. We're holding a North American Public Deliverance and Healing Conference outside the Cleveland area in Creston, Ohio. The Faith Family Fellowship, Church of God, 111 Sterling Street, Creston, Ohio, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday's meeting will begin at 7 p.m. Saturday's afternoon training seminars begins at 9, around 9 o'clock, and will end at 4 and we'll take the necessary appropriate breaks during that training seminar. On Saturday evening, another deliverance service, 7 p.m. Sunday morning service, 10.30 a.m. Sunday night public deliverance service at 5 p.m. That's Faith Family Fellowship, 111 Sterling Street, Creston, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. So if you have opportunity, I would make the plans to attend one of these meetings. Really, I work literally crossing this continent, hitting the major central locate or the, uh, the the major cities of America with the hopes that you will make the plans to come so we can pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. We have some exciting, exciting ministry planned, and I'm hoping that you'll take advantage of these various meetings that we will be conducting in the days and weeks and months that lie before us. Of course, you could visit my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org, and find out all the information that you need to know about the upcoming ministry that will take place. 
for the sake of Jesus Christ. Now, there's much more to talk about tonight on the subject of ghosts and goblins. And I want to combat these ghosts and goblins and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. The church needs to do something. We're being bombarded here in Western, in the Western nations of the world with the images of horror, of fear, of terror, of ghosts, goblins, witches, of death. That ought not to be. We should be speaking life, prosperity, healing, deliverance, salvation, the blood of Jesus Christ, the promises of God, the authority of God. We need to speak the things that are pure and holy and righteous. It just saddens and grieves my heart, grieves my spirit seeing these images throughout this country. And throughout North America, we need to do something to counter this. These things are evil. These things are captivating the minds and the hearts of millions. And millions are going to be demonized this Halloween season. Millions. Think about it. Millions. And I'm determined to do something about it. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to proclaim that Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. And if you want the way out of the occult, out of these horrifying images of Halloween. It's through Jesus Christ, the blood-stained cross of Jesus Christ, the powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ. You can call upon him even now. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God demonstrated his love, and now while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. And that blood can cleanse you if you repent and turn from your sins. And he'll free you from the bondage of ghosts and goblins and death and witchcraft and Satanism. It's the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that overcomes the powers of witchcraft. And I know the demons of hell hate this broadcast. They want to destroy this ministry. They would love to kill me. But I'm in the hands of Jesus Christ. and I'm covered by the blood of the Lord. And the blood of Jesus Christ could defeat every demon that's in your life. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the sacrificial blood of the Lamb, I come against those spirits of Halloween that are tormenting you. Release them in now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Release these people that are listening to this broadcast. Now, by the blood of Jesus, go. By the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, leave them now. Leave them now. Now call upon the name of Jesus. Call upon that name of Jesus. Just simply say, Jesus, Jesus, help me, save me, heal me, deliver me, forgive me, O God. I churn and repent of evil and sin that I've committed against you, the wickedness in my life. I embrace your cross and the power of your resurrection for me. In the name of Jesus, come into my life. Amen. Now, if you pray that simple prayer, I want you to email me right now at j at jbartlett.org, j-a-y at jbartlett.org, and let me know that you just prayed that simple prayer. I'd like to send you a free New Testament. Just send your mailing address, and I'll have a New Testament sent to you immediately so you could be encouraged, strengthened, and sustained by God's Word. I have much more to talk about tonight, so I'll be back after this brief intermission. <laughs>
Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Suddenly, the communist stopped beating the Christian prisoner and blurted out, I have power of life and death over you. I am God. The Christian, whose name was Wreck, took that moment to speak truth to his persecutor. You don't know what a deep thing you have said. You have not been created to be a torturer or a man who kills. You have been created to become like God with the life of the Godhead in your heart. Rex's words in that Romanian prison planted a seed with the man. Days later, Rex's torturer opened his heart to Jesus and found his own place in God's family. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Goblins are just a race of small, misshapen, dwarf-like creatures that dwell on the earth. Now, the idea of goblins in their reality is rooted in Western Europe. Some have claimed that these creatures pester humans in a number of ways, such as hiding small objects, tipping over pails of milk, and altering signposts. Now, some refer goblins as imps. I've counseled a number of individuals who have seen these creatures, and many are reporting even during the Halloween season of seeing imps and goblins. One lady who came to us for deliverance from evil spirits shared how a number of small black hooded imps would follow her around in her home at night. Now, during an exorcism, we discovered more about these creepy creatures. And they are creepy. What is your name, evil spirit? I asked the demon that was controlling this hurting lady. My name is Death, replied the spirit. Why are you tormenting her? I inquired. I'm here with many others in an attempt to kill her. She thinks of suicide and that allows us the right to stay. How else else do you terrorize her, I asked. We appear to her. How, I wondered. We appear to her as imps with the black hoods to instill fear. And to scare her, boasted this demonic spirit speaking through this woman. Demons have the ability, my friends, to appear in various forms, like I said. Like as ghosts, such as ghosts or imps or goblins. Goblins are simply demons manifesting in the form of an imp or goblin to intimidate, to scare, to bring terror into into your heart. Like so many occult texts state, they enjoy pestering humans by moving objects causing noises and tipping furniture over. They desire to appear, and often do, especially during this Halloween season, to terrorize humans, to open themselves and their families to fear. But sacred scripture exhorts us not to be overcome by fear, for holy God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We, have a, we can overcome these goblins. We can overcome these imps through the power of God's promises, which reminds us that we're not driven by any spirit that instills fear, but rather by faith and love that is rooted in whom God 
is. And that's comforting to know. That God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. It's always comforting to know that our God is victorious. And he is victorious over the powers of Halloween. Jesus Christ reigns. And that's the thing you need to be mindful of during this Halloween season. Yes, you can feel the oppression. Yes, you're you're extraordinarily uh, tempted or, or uh, tested spiritually in this time of the year. Oppressed, attacked by the forces of evil. Yes, that's be, to be expected. We live in, in dark days, especially during the Halloween season. And it's begun already. Don't think for a moment that Halloween is just merely October the 31st. It's much more than that. It has begun and it will continue even beyond October the 31st, even through the months of November and December. As there is a number of important satanic rituals that will take place that's rooted in the satanic calendar that many occultists, witches, and sorcerers abide by so faithfully. To their demise on my hand, Jesus Christ is Lord. And this entire month, we are dedicated to exposing the unfruitful deeds of darkness and to countering the powers of the occult, the powers of witchcraft, the powers of spiritism, the powers of necromancy, the powers of darkness, the powers of Halloween with the overcoming power of the love of Jesus Christ. And God's love never fails. We must do everything in love, and we love you. Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast curious about this whole subject of deliverance, curious about the subjects that we discuss each and every night. I just want you to know more than anything else, we do not judge you. God loves you. God cares for you. God wants to set you free. And I'm here to help you in any way I can. I bless all of you in that precious name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now, the truth is that Christians aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. That's the sinful nature of man. But an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors, and they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com.